Time, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, feels good to be doing Simpsons Time again. And I hope it feels good to you to be listening to it. I have a feeling I'm going to be talking about Simpsons and doing Simpsons Time for really long this time because I have two weeks of not doing it to make up for. But that's okay, right? All right, episode number 279 was Half Decent Proposal. It came in season 13. It was written by Tim Long, a wonderful Simpsons writer and longtime Canadian person, and directed by Lauren McMullen, who went on pretty soon after to do really fancy things over at Pixar, uh, which is a place that a lot of animators from The Simpsons go to. I hold this up as proof, like definitive proof that the Simpsons were not, they completely had not uh, lost their mojo by season 13. This show is beautiful. It is so beautifully animated. The story is uh, streamlined to, to a T. I guess a T is not that streamlined. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm talking about. And it features John Lovitz as Artie Ziff, which is always, like, the most amazing treat. Artie Ziff is so funny, um, and I really like in this episode how he's developed, you know, how he uh, turns from this overachieving nerdy guy in high school to the overachieving nerdy guy in adulthood. Uh, who is wildly successful, um, you know, but still suffers from the same, like, horrible uh, megalomania and complexes and is still convinced that Marge will fall in love with him, even though nothing could be further from the truth. But his, like, level of self-denial but also his status as, like, a nerdy little guy really come together beautifully like he's a very believable character within the Simpsons universe and John Lovitz is just the man to play him so we open with uh, everyone in Springfield sleeping Although, really, the only person besides The Simpsons that we see sleeping is comic book guy in his pajamas, <laughs> cuddling with his Jar Jar figure. Um, we learn that Homer has a really bad snoring problem, and later in the episode when they're, you know, lamenting how bad it's gotten, he even snores when he's awake. Uh, I, I like how visually that's done. 
um, when he's asleep, it's funny too, but when he has his eyes open and his eyelids are like vibrating uh, and he has to like cover his mouth with his hand because he's having a conversation with Marge, but also snoring. Um, I think that's just, that's just dandy. Um, and Marge really suffers. There's like, you know, just little bit of story in the beginning devoted to Marge being very tired because Homer's snoring is keeping her up. Uh, at one point, she ends up sleeping on the doorstep of the house because she can't even be anywhere in the house. And <laughs> she is awakened by the newspaper boy flinging a news. Actually, you don't see anybody throwing it, but it you just see it thrown. Um, The headline is Sleep Important, Say Experts, and the little smaller story underneath it is Slow News Day Grips Springfield. Another one of those very good one-two punch jokes about the newspaper. Um, so it's like a really big problem. She is when he, she's making the family's breakfast, she pours milk into the plant by mistake and all that. Um, and so she decides to go to Patty and Selma just to get one good night's rest. They think that she's left Homer, of course. They are continually pestering her to do that. Um, and while they are having their little girls' night, um, they see on TV that... Uh, that Artie Ziff has become a billionaire and now he lives in Silicon Valley with uh, the Hollywood sign in the background except it says Silicon Valley instead And, you know, since they're having a little bit of a girl's night, they're having frozen drinks, and Marge gets a little tipsy, and Patty and Selma craft a flirty email uh, to Artie from her, and she doesn't really know what's going on, or obviously she would not have uh, sent it. And he reads it at face value and shows up at the apartment, or at the apartment. I live in an apartment, so of course everyone has to, right? No, he shows up at the Simpsons' house, 742 Evergreen Terrace, in his helicopter the next day. Um, and uh, tries to court Marge, even though he's learning that she's happily married with three kids and all that. He still doesn't care. He loves her. Um... And when he takes them, he takes the entire family on his yacht, which I believe is called the Pacifica, with Ziff in, like, red. Uh, even though you don't really see that, you just see, like, just barely the side of it. Uh, in the establishing shot when you see that they're on the ocean. Um, at this point, it starts to echo the movie that the title is taken from, Indecent Proposal, starring Woody Harrelson and Demi Moore as young marrieds. 
and Richard Gere as an older, rich dude who pays the couple a million dollars so that he can sleep with Demi Moore. Um, and of course, you know, they tamed it way down because there's no way that Marge would have been able to get away with like actually having an affair and so much of her relationship with Artie is that she does not want anything to do with him sexually um but it does there are a lot of echoes of that movie And it is on the yacht that Artie actually makes this indecent proposal, or half-decent proposal, um, saying that he wants to spend the weekend with Marge for a million dollars. And Homer and Marge are both outraged. They leave, but then Homer starts snoring when he's awake, and they realize that with a million dollars, they could pay for surgery uh, to get Homer's snoring problem corrected. So Marge agrees to do it. Uh, Artie stages this very amazing, elaborate uh, 70s prom, replicating their own prom that did not work out so well for them. In fact, it was the night that Homer and Marge got together, and they've been together ever since. Um, a little bit more about this later, but all of the people from Springfield are there, and they're all dressed in 70s garb, and it's amazing. Uh, next time you watch this on Simpsons World or whatever, make sure you pay attention to everybody's little outfit uh, that they have been tarted up in to look super 70s. Um, Dondelinger, can we talk a little bit about Dondelinger and how much he's exactly like Superintendent Chalmers? Dondelinger is, was an earlier character. He is the high school principal in Springfield, and he was Homer and Marge and Artie's principal. Um, but he looks so much like Chalmers, and he has the exact same gruff demeanor. <laughs> so <laughs> it makes me a little confused. But I would like to see more of him just to see how they are different. Maybe, I can't even think of whether this has happened, but maybe in more recent years they've been shown together. That's an interesting thing that they could do. Um, Artie makes a pass at Marge exactly the way he did in high school. She's not interested but he grabs her and kisses her anyway, which is a little bit funny looking because he's so much shorter than her, <laughs> but he like pulls her down. Uh, and Homer, because he was so worried, is stalking them at this time and can see through the skylight that it's happening, but he doesn't know that Marge is not into it. Uh, so he understandably is very sad and decides to run away uh, with the incredibly funny act break line before uh, the end of Act 2, he says, Oh no, if Marge marries Artie, I'll never be born. But it actually is really sad because he has tears in his eyes and everything. Um, so he crafts this wonderful videotape that he leaves on the bed uh, where he reenacts the kiss with a dinosaur and Funzo playing the parts 
of Marge and Artie, respectively. And then he speaks the amazing line, I'm leaving you, Marge. The next time you see my name will be in the hobo obituaries. <laughs> Makes me laugh every time. Uh, so he goes with Lenny. Uh, he decides to take Lenny with him, you know, just who spontaneously wants to come. Um, on a bus to West Springfield where they take a job on an oil rig um, and it is sat or in the oil fields I should say the name of the bus line is suck you bus which you only see zooming by like very fast but you can read it um, and it is in this part of the episode that some of the most beautiful camera work, some of the most beautiful uh, drawings happen because there's this whole uh, you know like desert landscape of cacti that look like Marge and uh, you know just desolation kind of as far as the eye can see um, of West Springfield which we really haven't seen before we did see some good desert vistas when uh, Homer and Flanders went to Vegas which is another really good one in season 10 uh but this one this whole milieu seems even more desolate and bad there are even like uh to convey that it's extremely sunny there are solar flares like you would see in cinematography as homer and lenny get off the bus it's very interesting all right so When they're drilling oil, everybody that they work with has hooks for something. They're like severely injured because it's very dangerous work that will probably kill you. There's even one guy with a hook for a head. Uh, and so, you know, it seems pretty bleak for both Homer and Lenny. <laughs> Until just as uh, a family of ants has caught fire and then set um, the rig that they're on on fire ensuring their doom we think Artie appears in his helicopter with Marge and Carl is also in there so there's there's something in the helicopter for every single person involved and they rescue Homer and uh, and Lenny And everything is tied up in a neat little bow, except Homer still snores. But, wonderfully, Artie has been inspired to create this great new snore converter, which looks like a gas mask and is extremely ugly. But if you switch it on, it, uh, it plays the Eurythmics. And that's the end of the episode. It's so funny. I really um, love it. I will say again... The costumes are brilliant. You see John Frank with uh, fish tank shoes, and the fish are actually moving. Uh, you see Ms. Krabappel in, like, bicentennial jumpsuit and, a, like, a handkerchief over her head. Uh, you see Kirk and Luann, who at that time are split up, dressed as Captain and Tennille. 
um, Dr. and Mrs. Hibbert with the big afros and, you know, doing the hustle together. Uh, and, uh, oh, and Skinner with, like, this great purple suit with lace sleeves, you know, sort of looking like um, Mike Nesmith in the Door Into Summer video. So funny. Um, and... I'll actually end on that note, talking about the prom, the fake prom scene. Uh, but not before I go back and say I really, really like the one tiny little bit of animation when uh, when Selma, uh, t like, with the pair of pliers that she was going to use to... Uh, take Marge's ring off like once Marge assures her that she doesn't need the ring taken off because she's not going to leave Homer she goes oh that's okay we'll have a girls night no bras and she just reaches behind her back with the pliers <laughs> and takes her bra off with them and you just see her boobs like go a little bit lower I think that's great um I also love the design of the whole messy room that they're in with like pizza and frozen drinks and stuff and ashtrays when they are watching Sex in the City. They're watching Nookie in New York and they're saying that it's so much like their lives and all that. Um, but, you know, it's clear that it's not. And I really like Selma's t-shirt that says Sexy Aunt when, when they're doing that. Uh, shit. What else can I say about this wonderful show? That performance at the very end and the way it cuts at the very end with the snore converter, Marge is still just a little bit awake and you hear that it's already singing. And he's like, travel the world and the seven seas. I am watching you through a camera. She, she doesn't, like, sit up in bed, but her eyes open again. And she's sort of staring out into space, and then it goes black. Um, I noticed that the band in the fake prom, when they sing Precious and Few, the singer's lips don't move. And it always sort of bugs me in this otherwise impeccably animated show. And I wonder if it's because they thought that they were going to get a male singer to do it the way the original is done and there was not time to change it and that is only like a very weird bit of conjecture that comes from nowhere but anyway this has been Simpsons Time thank you for listening to Simpsons Time <laughs>
who way back when this Simpsons time was first on pointed out to me that it's not Richard Gere uh, who is the antagonist in Indecent Proposal. It's Robert Redford. I don't know why. I mean, I guess I do know why I thought it might have been Richard Gere. He's another good choice or would have been. But it was, in fact, Robert Redford, uh, who is short, just like Artie Ziff. So maybe that is why. Maybe that was the whole genesis for the episode Half Decent Proposal. It was Artie's shortness relative to that of Robert Redford. Who knows? All right. Uh, I'll talk to you next week, as I already said. Bye.